Greetings, ministers. Welcome back to Her Dark Ministrations. Our ministers are back on a mission, not for the ministry itself, but for the sheltered priestess of the dark side of the moon that they so recently rescued from a cleansing of solar paladins. Mimet has heard of a blood witch practicing her dark arts for patronage at a pub in the North Docks. On top of this, the witch claims to know many secrets involving the hidden mistress, and Mimet intends to find out the truth of them. Last time, Simone, formerly known as Eclipse Awakening Twilight Symphony, had just revealed that she had a previous connection to this witch, but what exactly that connection is remains to be seen. Zyrell and Joseph guard the escape boat, Arsene is inside the attic for backup, and Simone is ready to reveal her hand. Let's begin. Beatrix, you know me. Her eyes open very wide suddenly, and she says, I don't believe I do. But she steps forward and kind of waves Jock back, and so he kind of steps back into a corner, and uh, you guys are left standing at the stairs. Oh, wait, shit, we didn't come up with the culprit! Fuck! Yeah, we didn't really plan this one. <laughs> nope! <laughs> Improvisation! <laughs> we made a plan, okay? It was a very good plan. <laughs> I don't know. Ice is the code word. Ice is the code word? Is that what you just said? Eyes. E-Y-E-S. Oh, E-Y-E-S. Okay. Just say that, and I'll do a distraction thing. So while you guys are standing there, Beatrix stalks forward, and you can see she has a like hat pin in her hand. Uh, and she reaches out before you can react and just kind of pricks the back of your hand, Simone, with it and draws it up and like licks the end of it. Oh, my dear. She slides the pin back into her hair, which like is her hair is not done up at all. It looks like it was done up at one point a million years ago, and it's just been left to fade and fall apart. And she takes Simone's hand in hers and, like, draws you further into the room and kind of sits you down at the little sitting room area. And she looks at Jacques and she says, you can go. Jacques beats feet. Bye, Jacques. Or maybe Tangerine. Would that be a better code word? Joseph, what's a good code word? Um, tarantula. No one ever says tarantula. <laughs> okay, eyes is no longer the code word. Tarantula is the code word. Oh god, it was eyes before? Do you know how many people have eyes? <laughs> I just listened! I panicked a little, okay? Okay, okay. Well, it's tarantula now. There's no situation where tarantula would come up where it's not actually needed. So we're good. Beatrix does kind of look up at Arsene and kind of narrow her eyes at you for a minute. You can see her eyes are just a little bit too wide. It's a little bit too dilated. She looks like she might be high, but her demeanor isn't right for any of the drugs that you know. And she kind of like pats Simone's hand uh, as she sat you down at the chair and she walks back over to Arsene. Again, like 
Her movements are a little too fast, a little too jerky, and she pulls the hat pin out and pricks your hand as well. I'm very curious as to what happens, considering. Oh, yes. She, like, pulls it up and, like, studies the little drop of sap that she's got on the end of her hat pin instead of blood. And she kind of looks at you and she licks it and shivers all over. Oh, two lovely guests. Two dear, dear friends. Do come and sit. She puts the pin back in her hair and um, takes Arsene's hand as well and leads you down. You guys are sat on these two beautiful stuffed velvet armchairs. And there's a small, like, wooden folding table between you. And she takes the last armchair for herself and kind of steeples her fingers together and says, I sense a very long and complicated story that brings you to my doorstep. I'm so relieved to hear that you made it out. And you as well. You know, the wanted posters don't do you justice anymore. Wait. Fuck. What? Shit. (laughs) The fashions they had me in in those posters are so outdated. I would trust Eclipse Awakening Twilight Symphony to follow the latest trends. As I did myself. She leans back in the chair and gestures to the layer around her. You always did. Do we know who this person is? <laughs> nope. Arsene has no idea. Great. Cool. Fuck! Zyrel's just gonna- Okay, we're parking the boat. This seems bad. Arsene's just, like, very much trying to school his, his expression, but doing a little bit of a bad job of it. Joseph, hold hold on to your stupid hat. I need to go fast. It's good to be back among friends. Arsene. Yes? This is Beatrix. Pleasure. Beatrix leans forward and holds out a hand for you to kiss. He does so warily. You can feel some of the bones in her hand rearrange as you're holding it, but nothing untoward happens. Uh, And she kind of smiles at you and takes her hand back. So lovely to meet another friend of the Spire. Good to meet you, too. How do you know each other? I mean, other than the whole hand prick thing you just did. Oh, goodness. I mean, it's been simply ages, darling. Beatrix taught me so much of what I know about drow culture and history. We used to spend hours together. She and I, we'd play games. She'd keep me occupied. Almost, um, a tutor in some ways. A nanny in others. Oh, so a long time ago. Some stars ascend, others fall. It is the way of the world. I notice that you have made a new avenue for yourself. It wasn't entirely by my choice. Nothing ever is. I'm sure you could have predicted this. I'm sure you did, in fact. She smiles enigmatically. Would you like to see me predict something else? Yes, I would. Oh, 
Did you come for a reading, darling? Yes. There's someone I need to know about. Someone whose motives aren't yet clear to me. Well, then let's split the deck and we'll see what the cards can tell us. And from one of the pockets of her tattered dress, she pulls an oversized deck of many, many cards. Uh, The backs are all purple and gilt. And as she starts to shuffle them, you can see there's more than a normal set of playing cards in these. They're not much larger than normal playing cards, but they are a lot more intricate. It's been a while since I've played, but I think I remember the rules. Simple enough. And, uh, Spire, darling? What, me? Have you ever done a reading before? I don't think so. It wasn't really something we did much in the Garden District. Oh, if you know the right people. But there's a lot of people down there. I don't blame you for your ignorance, dear. And uh, she finishes shuffling and she sets this big stack of cards in the middle of this very shaky wooden table. And she gestures for you to cut the deck. What the fuck is going on? Once we have a minute outside, I've got things I can do. Okay, well, while that's happening, what are you doing, uh, Joseph? Zyrell, I think we should get closer to the building. I want to take a look underneath the building, if we could fit the boat there. You can't fit the boat underneath the dock. You could try and swim. Can we bring it right up to the edge of the dock? I essentially want to take a look in the foot or however many feet of space there is underneath the boards that are supporting the building. Yeah, uh, you could try, you'd have to roll a sneak check to do that, because uh, although you can, like, loiter pretty close, you can't bring it right up to the building without people noticing you. I'd be willing to do a sneak check. Okay, this is gonna be sneak and low society or crime, whichever you would like. Okay. I can, I can do this, I've got three dice. I guess I should help, though, because I'm the one driving the boat. Yeah. All right, so so I'll roll with four, and if we fail with four, we deserve to fail in the first place. You both take stress. That, I mean, makes sense. And that is a eight, is the best one I rolled. Nice, okay, it's complete success. So you guys manage to sneak around the back of the building, and Joseph, you lean precariously out of the boat. I think Cyrell has to kind of hold on to your belt in order to stop you from falling into the river, which would not be good. It's very dark and murky water, and it smells pretty nasty. Uh, But you can see in the like two or three foot space between the level of the water and the dock itself, there are dark wooden boards, a mess. Uh, What exactly are you looking for down here? Well, Joseph is probably muttering this whole time and looking around. You can hear Zyrell him saying, it's got to be around here somewhere. They have to have one of these. Joseph is essentially looking for a place to smuggle in and out substances, specifically all of the drugs and alcohol that they serve at the bar. And I was hoping to use, let's see, the next logical step. Declare something is present in the world if it would make sense in a pulp fiction story. I'm essentially looking for a hatch. Absolutely. There is absolutely a smuggling door in here. And I think that instead of being completely underneath the dock, it's actually disguised in the back of the building. 
And you guys just happened to pull up at the exact spot where you are close enough to see there are hinges that have been painted to match the rest of the wood and are not shiny at all. But there is a way to open this door, uh, like this hatch into the back of the building. Into the kitchen, essentially, although they don't serve food. Keep the boat steady. I'm going to see what's on the other side of this. And I'm going to... Wait! Drive back up! I'm not going in. I'm creaking open the hatch. Okay. I think there is a latch, but it is not locked. They don't expect people to know where this is. And so you manage to pry open the hatch a little bit. It's pretty dark in here. You can hear faint footsteps and obviously the sound of the conversations on the other side of the wall from the rest of the bar. But uh, mostly you can see barrels and crates. This appears to be some kind of storage area. All right, Zyrell, we have a way in. Here's what I'm thinking. We see if this connects to the other group, and if so, we've got an escape plan. We take the witch with us. Wait, wait. Okay, Eclipse still hasn't said Tarantula yet. I don't think it's that bad yet. I just, I don't get good vibes. These are distinctly Bad vibes. Bad vibes about the witch, or bad vibes about the place? I mean, yes. Alright. Can we tie up the boat? Do we want to both go in? I'm gonna have to stay out here in the boat. Yeah, there's no mooring. There's no way I can tie it up right here. Okay. And I don't want you going in there alone with a bunch of knights who are more than capable of beating the shit out of you. Do you think you can teach me how to drive a boat? I'm not looking to fight. I mean, this is kind of my baby. All right, fine. I won't get caught. And he steps on in. Wait! Don't get video by wimps! You whisper hurriedly because there are people on the other side of the door. Okay, we're gonna cut back to the attic. You can see Beatrix watching you almost tenderly. Like a mentor watching a student that she's proud of. She explains what you are doing to Arsene as you're doing it. And she says, Well, so unlike any human decks, the Malreek Tarot is played with two players. One of us opposing the other. And with two skilled mistresses such as ourselves, we'll be able to interpret the cards as they oppose one another. Each set represents one of the noble houses, or one of the gods or goddesses most valuable to us. And combinations of cards reflect different battles or duels that have happened throughout history and have symbolic meanings. Is it like poker? Does someone win? Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's possible. But in this case, I'll be taking the place of the person whose motives you are so curious about. And you'll be playing yourself, of course. All right. I'm ready when you are. I think you should draw first, dear. Okay. And uh, so I do have rules for this. I've worked very Woo! hard on them. Woo! We've been hearing about this for so long. I've been waiting for so long. Uh, you are going to roll a d12 and a d10. Oh my. 
A d12. I don't think I've ever rolled a d12 before. I have rolled a 9 on the d12 and a 2 on the d10. Okay. Uh, roll one more d10. A 10. Ooh. So you have rolled a Duval card. Duval the Grave Cold. Uh, are a noble family known for pioneering the undying surgery. Their schemes evolve over centuries rather than decades, and they are known to be extremely spiteful. But on a 10, you tell me what weapon or what card from the Duval suit that you draw. Basically, there are nine weapons in each house, and on a 10, you tell me which weapon you draw. Is the book a weapon? Yes. Are all of them, all nine of them are weapons? Yes, all nine of them are weapons. Okay. But I'm definitely drawn to the book. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you've drawn the Duval book. Hold on, I've got descriptions for all of the cards. So the card that you flip over from your half of the deck is a crumbled scroll of what is clearly drow skin, scrawled with diagrams of bodies and equations. And uh, from her half of the deck, Beatrix is going to draw double ones. She also got a 10. So she is going to draw a Destera card. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, out of character, that this is about Mimet. Yes. Okay. So I think it has to be the Shadow Queen. So the card that she flips over is a black silhouette of a four-armed midwife in formal home nation's dress, holding a black moon in each hand. Rays of shadow emanate from them. Between these two cards, she raises an eyebrow and looks at you and she says, Well, my overwhelming manipulation versus your shall we say, esoteric knowledge? I think in this case I have a stronger position, but we'll have to draw another card to see what happens. Interesting. I was actually thinking in my head as I drew the card that I was not representing myself. I was representing Beatrix, but I didn't want to tell Beatrix that. Oh, interesting. I mean, you can absolutely continue to do that. And that is the plan. Yeah. Okay. Roll again. Yeah. So do I roll two d10s to start or roll one to start? Roll a d12 because there's a chance you'll draw an arcana instead of a house card. And if you draw an arcana, you won't draw a weapon. Okay, gotcha. So I've rolled a three on the d12 and then roll a d10. Yes. And I got a one. Okay, so you drew the Malreek Bright Queen. Oh my god. This is a very Eclipse card. Uh, a drow woman wearing a long blindfold stands before a throne, her hand hovering over the head of a bowing supplicant. She is smiling. And I'll roll for Beatrix's card. Six. And an eight. So she rolled a Valwa Spear. 
Uh, Valwa the Silver-Blooded are the family that had too many dealings with too many demons. And the Valwa Spear is a bone shaft with a steel blade, set with a cage of some sort where the blade meets the shaft. The cage leaks formless shadow. Beatrix strokes her chin thoughtfully, looking at these two cards, and she says, Well, our positions are reversed. You're power versus my aggression leads well we'll find out and we'll go ahead and draw one more card an 11 arcana arcana okay roll the d10 one you draw it damn new oh let's see what Beatrix gets. She gets another Valwa card. She drew the Valwa book. The Arcana, uh, the description of Damn You, the outline of three women's faces, each done in silver, red, or purple. The edges overlap and each wears a different expression. Silver, sorrow. Red, rage. The purple woman's eyes are veiled, but she wears an expression of determination. And the Valwa book. A drow man sits reading, while behind him, formless shadow with yellow eyes leans close to whisper in his ear. Beatrix sits back and kind of spreads her hands as if to say, there it is. And she says, well, it seems clear to me you have an overwhelming advantage. Overall, your knowledge and the foresight, and she like points to the Malreek card that you drew, of your own intentions absolutely overpowers my instinct towards manipulation and any aggression I may have. The spear leads more towards a predatory mindset than straight-up warfare. But afterward, then, with the book, it appears that my own knowledge is incomplete and, at the end of the day, poisonous. Did that tell you what you needed to know, darling? I think it did. It tells me that she has ideas about how to bring balance to things, but they're incomplete. Certainly. Well, as lovely as it is to see an unfamiliar face, is there anything else I can do for you? I would just be on your guard for a priestess of Lombre, trying to get to you. What the fuck? Finish your sentence and then we're going to cut back to Joseph. A priestess of Lombre trying to get to you and perhaps sending others, attempting to arrange a meeting. Uh, and now we're going to cut back to Joseph. Ah! Joseph, you are in the storage area of this bar. What are you doing? First thing I'm doing is with a notepad and a uh, short bitten down stub of a pencil uh, in one hand. He's trying to open up as many of the barrels as he can and uh, see what's inside. They are all sealed shut, so unless you have like a crowbar or something, they're all nailed down. Damn. I do have a pistol, but I'm not using the pistol. You can also just say you have a crowbar. There is no inventory inspire. Yeah, sure. I'll take some time and I'll crack open some barrels. Okay, uh, go ahead and make a sneak and crime check for me. 
Okay. Well, that's two dice. That's a three and an eight. Hey, okay. With the eight, you manage to time your crowbar pushes to rises in the conversation outside, and no one appears to take notice of you splintering open a couple of these crates. Uh, You see that at least two of the barrels are full of alcohol. One of them is full of malek, and two of the crates are full of the powdered version of malak which is a kind of algae that is grown mostly just outside the city it's technically illegal but everybody drinks it yeah nothing incriminating here not really all right looking around i'm just in a storeroom right yes has anyone come in in the time i've been in here i don't think so no okay and there's one door out to the kitchen i'm assuming i guess i'm gonna check a door there's actually not a kitchen in here. They don't serve food. So it's basically just this room and then the bar. The door leads directly out behind the bar. And I'll say you can intuit that freely just from like listening at the door for a little while. Okay. Joseph's going to go back to the, uh, the trap door and say to Zyrell, the entrance pretty much only goes straight out to the bar, middle of everything. We're not going to be able to sneak out the witch through here. Yeah, no, that's fine. Apparently, the plane is out the window. What's going on? How far in the conversation is this? Has it ended? I will say, Eclipse just blew your cover. Eclipse fucking blew us! She told the witch about the priestess. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And that we would be coming for her. Eclipse just told her that! Alright, here's what I have to say. She can't stay here, if she knows that. Yeah! We don't know who she's going to sell that information to. I think we bust in and go in loud. I think we get everyone out now. Joseph, we don't have the firepower to do that. I'm good. I am not that good. Joseph's going to step back and go to the door that opens up to the bar. Nope. No, 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 no. Joseph! And Joseph, open it up just a crack to take a look at the bar. Joseph. Your previous eight holes, you can just open it just enough to see the busy bar outside. There is at least two bartenders. Gustius is back, tending bar downstairs. He keeps glancing up towards something in the corner out of sight. But there's also, like, the other night bartender, and they don't seem to have noticed anything is wrong. Okay. Can I see any doors deeper into the, the building? No, this is pretty much, I mean, it's kind of a shack. Like, there's this big main area that's the bar, there's the storage room in the back that you're in now, and there's, uh, you would be able to tell that if there is any place else to go, it's up. I'm gonna go back. Joseph, we need to regroup. Alright, tell them that. Tell them to come on out. Back upstairs, Beatrix raises a very surprised eyebrow at Eclipse and says, Well, 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 isn't that interesting? And I wonder how you came by that information, darling. Let's just say that I've been running in some different circles than I used to. What the fuck? I did taste your blood, dear. I do know whose blessing you have. Are you sure you don't want to know more? I can brew you up the most beautiful elixir. It wouldn't work on your friend here, but you could. Well, no. I'm so sorry, Arsene, darling. 
You couldn't join our coven. Uh, I think I'm fine with that, thanks. <laughs> so you'd have me stay here with you? Well, not necessarily here. This was just a temporary haven. Together think of how much more we could accomplish. Regain our old stature. Rise above it, even. You see, Beatrix, I'm starting to think that you were the Duval book, and that I was the Malreek Bright Queen, not the other way around. I don't know that your interests aren't purely selfish at this point. She kind of narrows her eyes and says, well, of course, we're all looking to get ahead in the game. I wouldn't lie to you about a reading, darling. You'd be able to tell. Would you want to meet her? What are you doing? It depends on what she has to offer me. Frankly, I'd do anything to get out of this shithole. She talks of rebalancing things. It's not really clear if it's with any official blessing or not. Beatrix taps the damn new card still face up on the table and says, Someone has an awful lot of power in this situation and is seeing more paths than I am, perhaps. Well, that card does suggest that we should be uniting the three, bringing them under one roof, perhaps, to see what happens. Darling, I hate to tell you this, but you know I don't serve any god. But you do dabble in blood magic. She smiles again, and like, there's just a few too many teeth. Her lips stretch in a faintly uncanny valley way. And for a moment, she looks like she could just unhinge her jaw and eat the entire table. Or one of you. And she says, I dabble, yes. With Lekale's blessing or someone else's? Darling, I don't need any blessing to practice blood magic. She kind of leans over the table and holds out a hand and uh, she says, I could share such power with you. Not be beholden to any one god or any one doctrine. Trusting yourself and your own magic. You tempt me. You know me. I know you. But yes, I am willing to meet with this hidden priestess. On the condition that the rest of your friends come too. Where would you propose we meet her? Hmm. Why not here? Gustius does whatever I tell him. He'll be happy to let some vagabonds stay the night. One of our friends wouldn't be super welcome here. Like I said, Gustius does what I tell him. If you come after hours, I'm sure there'll be no problem. We also heard you were peddling in secrets. If you serve no god, where are these secrets of a supernatural nature coming from? I said I didn't serve a god, not that I couldn't sell them out, darling. I think a healthy dose of self-interest would go a long way in the spire, don't you, dear? She looks over at Eclipse. 
seems a risky business selling out gods. Oh, it is, but I have my own tricks. And besides, I don't have any buyers. Like I said, I've been forced into this shithole. Have you spoken to Lombre any time recently? Gods, no. Why would I talk to that foggy bitch? (laughs) She does seem to have uh, lost her way of late, hasn't she? Beatrix smiles again and says, I could show you right now if you let me bleed. What are you doing? Just a taste. Why don't we come back later with our friend? Because I think she wouldn't want to miss the show. Well, here's the thing. Eclipse. Darling. This offer that I'm giving you... No offense, Arsene. Like I said, it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is limited. I'm not going to turn just anyone. I'm willing to meet with the priestess and see if she can offer me what I want. But for you, I'd do it. That's a separate deal. I have unfinished business, but I'll keep it in mind. Oh, all right. But like everything in the spire, it has a time limit. Come back tonight and we'll see. All right. We'll see you at two in the morning. Perfect. The moon should be highest at that point. Not that you'd be able to tell from here. I can always sense it, though, you know. Oh, go on with you. All right. Let's go out. We have some business to take care of before uh, this evening. Of course, darling. As Eclipse is leaving, our son is going to linger just for a moment and ask, would the, um, would the divination work for me? Oh, of course. Uh, she's been picking up the cards and shuffling them back into the deck, but she cuts it in half again and puts one half in front of you. Just one card before you leave. Are there limits to who or what it can represent? It's all in the interpretation, darling. What do you want to know? I've been having some contacts of a supernatural nature myself recently. Darling, again, I did taste your blood. I know exactly who you've been dealing with. Let me just say, we are allies in this and not enemies. Would you like a card? Okay, you said a d12. Yeah, roll a d12. Okay, 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 okay. I got, I got. Eleven. That's an arcana. Roll a d10. Um, okay. I do have plenty of those up. Nine. Oh, you've drawn the fury card. That seems fitting. It does. A draw woman stands over a fallen body. She is wielding a club in one hand, her teeth bared in anger. Her eyes are solid red. Let me go ahead and roll to see what card... I'm assuming she's rolling for the spire. Yeah. She rolled an 11 as well. Ooh! (laughs) Arcana versus Arcana. Uh, let's see. An 8. She's drawn the vigilance card. A drow woman in black insectoid armor stands with a spear in one hand and an uplifted torch in the other. She does not wear a helmet, revealing eyes of solid ruby red. So you've drawn both of the Lacole cards. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. And so I think 
like you flip over Fury and uh, she kind of tuts and she flips over Vigilance and she says, oh my, well, someone is more patient than you. She taps the Vigilance card. It's not a surprise. No, not not a surprise, uh, I would assume. But you have a bit of righteous fury on your side, and you can get a lot done with that if applied correctly. No, no, we honestly, the way these cards read, you have a lot more power than you think you do. Hmm. That's good to know. Don't let vague auguries that mine not included, dear. <sighs> Lie to you about the kind of relationship that you're in. This is not a one-way street. <laughs> but do be wary, because your benefactor is waiting and watching. They're ready for you to make a play. I'll keep that in mind. I'll see you tonight. Bright and early? She shrugs and goes back into her little uh, shrouded area. As you are headed out, Simone, on the stairs, you see um, a sleek black rat that is a little bit too large come running up the stairs. And he pauses and looks at you and you see that his eyes are red and he has four of them. And he looks at you, nose twitching for a second, and then... Continues on, and slips into the attic just as Arsene is closing the door. Creepy rat. I don't like that rat. Joseph, come on. They're leaving. We need to go. Just one more thing. Hold on. Bitch, get in the boat! I, I want to try and hear, knowing that they are now leaving, like, any movement above me in the storage room, and sort of tell if the room they were in was up above this one, or if it's nowhere near it. Well, so the attic is basically just one space, so you definitely do hear some movement. You see, hear briefly three sets of footsteps above you, and then I think you do hear, like, in the wall opposite you, the steps coming down. So you know that the staircase is right at the inner edge of this storage space. Like, the storage space doesn't go from corner to corner. It cuts off for the stairs to go up. Gotcha. Okay. And with that, Joseph's going to get back in the boat. All right. I think uh, you guys do make it out cleanly. Uh, Gustius does call to Simone as you're leaving. He's like, we're on for tomorrow, right? Of course, darling. Tomorrow evening. I'll see you then. Well, he blows you a kiss. Arsene completely ignores Jacques on the way out. <laughs> Jacques looks after you with big puppy dog eyes. Oh, He's got other shit on his mind. <laughs> For once, he's not thinking about getting laid. <laughs> Alright, and you guys can reconvene, no problem. Do we find them lurking suspiciously behind the establishment in a boat? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think they've gone to lurk in one of the marinas. So there are like a bunch of other boats tied up and you guys can all get into rock bottom and like have your conversation out on the water. This is kind of nice. What the absolute fucking shit was that? I know her. Yeah, I can fucking tell. You didn't think to mention that? You played our hand, immediately. She could 
read what we were apparently by just pricking our hand with something and licking our blood. So I didn't seem like there was much point in lying to her. Anyway, I got us the meeting. Tonight. At what cost? What the fuck? I mean, we didn't have to pay anything. Did you ask her what she could tell based off of that fingerick? No, I didn't. Seems like a lot. I mean, she knew my whole deal. That's because when you poke you, you get sap. Well, sure, but like, she knew why. I feel like if most people poked me and got sap, they'd be like, what the fuck, dude? But, yeah. So what, is that confirmation that she is the real deal? I think she's the real deal. I mean, I've always known her to be a seer, and it kind of makes sense now in hindsight that she's a witch, too. And again, you didn't fucking tell any of us. Did you know this was her before we went in? It sure as fucking sounded like it. I had a hunch. Her. Alright. So we're going to consider this acceptable proof that she can do what she says she can do. Are we going forward with the meeting? Or at le- are we at least bringing it to Mehmet? We should bring it to Mehmet. Yeah, and we can't forget to leave out the part that you fucking sold her out. Well, hold on. Did you say Mehmet's name? No. Okay, so the witch knows that there's someone out there seeking her. Who is a priestess of Lombre. And that she'll have other people with her, that means you and me. If anything, Simone has sold us out. We're all working together, we've got this, but Mamet, no information on Mamet. Mamet's still in the clear. But the biggest thing we have to worry about is, one, information getting out that there's someone in the docks who is interesting. That would fuck Mamet and fuck us. And two, Information getting out that Eclipse and Arsene, at least, are ministry. Well, Eclipse doesn't look like Eclipse. We already have that issue. That's already an issue that has been kind of solved. Sure, fine. Yeah, and this Beatrix can't sell out this version? This version... It would be hard to sell out. No real place to raid. No apartment to find them in. I don't know. Arsene is a different matter. I think she's got bigger motives than just selling people out left and right. You know, it'd be real nice to fucking trust you, but I can't. It would be nice to have some assurances, but we don't. Something tells me that a blood witch isn't in the business of selling out other... Anti-disestablishment figures. Anti-establishment. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Anti-disestablishmentarianism is popping into my mind and I have no idea where it's from. It just immediately entered there. Mine too! I think this is a culture (laughs) thing. (laughs) Mine is from Leverage. I know exactly where it's from. The favorite uh, spelling bee word. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I see. Anyway, I don't think that a blood witch is in the business of selling out other anti-establishment figures. I mean, to to back up the idea that she's got bigger fish to fry, it sounds like she's in the business of selling out gods, so... Be that as it may, 
I think we need a backup plan for this meeting tonight. And I think I have one. Or at least an escape route. Well, good, because on the bright side, she doesn't know you exist. Perfect. Uh, yeah, she vaguely does. I'm fine with vagaries for now. I'm fucking not! How is this okay? (sighs) We've got a meeting to attend. How are you guys good with this? I'm curious enough to see where it goes. I'm not good with this. I'm not good with any of this. We've just made our bed and now we have to lie in it, Zyrell. If we don't attend this meeting, we gain absolutely nothing for giving over information that there's ministers operating in this area actively right now with an escaped priestess. If we go, we risk the meeting being a trap, but we can actually turn our first risk into possible material gain. My biggest fear right now is how to make sure we can actually get out of that meeting with all of our body parts intact. Yeah, if you're going to need me in there, I'm going to need somewhere to put the boat if that's our escape route. I mean, it's going to be 2 a.m. Can't you just tie it up close by? No, the door's in the middle of the fucking wall over the water! Well, we don't need you in there. We have a place we can keep the boat and keep the door open. If you want to be the one piloting the boat for that escape hatch, you can be there. I was thinking I could do it myself, but if you'd rather be on your boat... You've never driven a boat before! You expect me to give you a crash course in escape boating in less than, what, seven hours? I've been on a couple of boats recently. I had to row my fucking trip back to shore. Oh wow, you know how to fucking row! Good for you! Can you escape in a shootout with other gunmen... On other boats! No, and I don't think that's necessarily going to be my role here. It's the docks! Anything could happen! No one shot us on our way towards the bar. We should be fine doing this again at two o'clock in the morning. They weren't off hours. They were busy at that point in time. You think it's gonna be worse? If she gives them the heads up that we're coming... Fuck yeah! Alright. So what's what's your plan, then? Don't even set up an escape route? I'm still reeling over the fact that we have fucking sold out! Give me a minute! Alright. Alright. My plan still revolves around having a boat and having a way out of there. What I can't account for at this current time is if... We're upstairs in the attic when we have this meeting, and suddenly 15 knights roll into the room and says, you're under arrest, we're selling you out to the Aelfear. How we get down to the storeroom. The only thing that I keep coming back to is explosives. I mean, for for argument's sake, how sturdy is the attic? It didn't seem particularly sturdy. The walls look pretty slapdash. The whole thing looks pretty slapdash. The roof is another matter. I find a weak point, I can probably exploit it. Crash us down. It'll be messy as fuck. You think you can break your way through the wall? I break my way through the floor. 
Well, that means you have to be in there and not at the boat if you want to be the one breaking them out. If I find explosives, I could be up there and break out and you can stay at the boat. Which plan do we want to go for? Problem with all of us is one of us has to be at the boat. Yeah. But thankfully, (laughs) Simone did not say how many of us there were, at least. Do you think she might know that, too? I mean... From a, from two people's blood? How many friends they have? Maybe. I don't know how this works. She's a blood witch, not a deity. I'm not even sure how my sap shit worked. Does it count? Is it close enough? But I apparently wouldn't be able to join her weird blood coven. Yeah, you kind of need, like, blood for that, not sap. But why could she use my sap blood to, like, tell things about me? <laughs> From what you said, she didn't tell much about you other than the fact you were a tree, which honestly is not that impressive. I probably wouldn't be able to drink your blood and not eat for a couple days. Like, that's just not how it works. But, like, if she could read that Simone was Eclipse, I feel like she could easily tell that you're a tree. Um, yeah. Not that hard to divine. I mean, she knows some details about my being a tree. Okay. I feel like she knows more than someone who just drank some sap blood. Care to elaborate? I mean, you know, she, like, knew... Stuff about you from drinking your blood. Right, but I think everybody here knows what my shit is, and I'm asking what your shit is. I mean, I don't feel like I have to explain the gory details of my being a tree. Do you want to roll a deceive check for me, Arsene? <laughs> uh, I will let you choose the domain, because frankly, we've got a bunch represented here. Uh, low society? Sure. Okay. Uh, ten. Yeah, don't touch our sense trauma. Don't fuck that up like that. Like, Joseph, you especially know, it, th- these topics could trigger a fucking meltdown. <laughs> Alright, so you and her bonded over your tree. Got it. So, she seems a little different than she used to be. And I can't say I trust her completely. And I would also don't really trust Mamet and what her intentions are with her. Because I really wouldn't want Mamet to kill her. But I also kind of feel like this would be taking Mamet into a trap. And I feel like the Ministry might be kind of mad about that. Yeah. You think? Alright. I'm glad we're all on the same page about the we don't trust anyone here story. What are we going to do about it now? We've got an escape route. We've got... Between the four of us, I'd say probably one and a half people that can boat. How do you count as a half? I rode for four hours. We got lost a couple times. Oh, boo-hoo. I think I rode one of the boats. You don't know your way around the docks. You showed me the way. Do you have a photographic memory of how to get back to the marina? Listen, we've got hours to go over that. Alright? If you want to be the person on the boat, I need to get explosives. Because I can't break my way through a floor like a fucking barbarian. Are we in agreement? 
you know what? Listen, I'm still naming reasons in my head why I should not kick Eclipse off the boat right now. So, take a step by step, you know? Please don't say that name. Fuck you. We're in the middle of nowhere. Look here. We found out some very useful information about the witch. Including the fact that she has, to some extent, the ability to see the future. So, I think this might even be our best chance, is if she feels secure in the knowledge she's already acquired, which is that she thinks she's setting a trap for us. Now that becomes her weakness, and we need to exploit that. We anticipate the trap. We share this information with Amet. We see how committed she is to walking into this trap for whatever information she needs. And we ferret out of her whether there is some kind of assignment from the ministry, or if this is her own plan that she's cooking up. You know what? I respect you asking for space. That is a healthier way of dealing with your strong emotions. I don't need you in your fucking platitudes or your fucking sellout nature. Too late for that, honey. So get off my fucking boat. You guys can dock and uh, separate if you would like. Toodles. I think Zarali is going to punch her for that. Oh, shit. <laughs> the edge of the rudder just catches you a little bit as you get back up onto the dock. It doesn't knock you down or anything, but it is a startling. All right. And with that, I think we'll go back to Mehmet. Okay. So I will say you guys leave a message with Charles. It's no problem. You do meet up with Mehmet. Um, you are directed to a a private room above another bar nearby on Treason Street. Ah. Poetic. Is she there yet or are we awaiting her? Oh yeah, no, she's here when you guys enter. She kind of like ushers you all in and like looks out the window before tugging a thin curtain over it and say, Okay, how did it go? Well, we met the witch. Turns out our friend here looks over at Eclipse. Actually knew her from way back. I do. I did. I think she's extremely dangerous. Okay. And I think she's the real deal. Oh, well... Dangerous comes with the territory when you're dealing with a blood witch. Oh, and they're neglecting to mention the fact that they told her of your existence, what you are, not who you are in particular, and that the rest of us will be coming with you. All right. All right. Unified front, Zyrell. <laughs> Unified. <laughs> Would you like a clean take of that? <laughs> Unified. We're all frying together in 375 degree oil. Yep. We are the French fry and McDonald's that's four fries stuck together. Yeah, we are the Unifry. Yep. <laughs> we asked her if she wanted to speak to a blood priestess. Shadow priestess. Shadow priestess, thank you. And she said yes. She knows that there is one in the docks now. She knows there is a ministry presence in the docks now. Shit. What is this fucking we? Unified front. No, 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 no. Joseph is saying this like we had any say in it. We're all working together, Zyrell. We might not like every single approach another one of the people in our sect 
do, but we are working together. It is we. And if you don't think it is we, you sh need to... I don't know what you need to do, but it's we right now. Yeah? What do I need to do, Joseph? Enlighten me. Joseph's gonna turn back to Mehmet. We've got a meeting set up tonight, and we think it's a trap. Obviously. I mean, here's the thing. I knew this was going to be dangerous going in. She's trying to sell these secrets to the highest bidder. I'm probably not the highest bidder, which means she's trying to sell me as well. Yeah. There is a way out of the building. Okay. It's not perfect. We're still working on it. But if we decide to go to this meeting and it is trapped, we have maybe two options on a single escape route that could get us out. With that information in mind, how much do you want to see this Blood Witch? <sighs> I don't think I have any choice. If, as you say, she looks at Simone, she's the real deal. It doesn't matter how dangerous she is. It doesn't matter whether or not it's a trap. She has the information that I need, and I'm going to get it from her. All right. I need to know two things now for my own personal safety and involvement in this trap that I'll be walking into. He looks at Mehmet. What resources do you have right now? Uh, I could do some cool spells. And other than that is what you have on you. There is no higher-up authority working here. It is only you. It doesn't matter what I tell you, you're not going to believe me. No, I'm not working with any higher-up powers. The Exarchs are blind and the Oracles are mute. I'm not working with the Ministry. <sighs> okay. Second thing. And he turns to the whole group. Who thinks they can get explosives? Hmm, how much time do we have? Well, it's 3 p.m. now, so 11 hours. <laughs> Her Dark Ministrations is a game of Spire, The City Must Fall, by Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. Zyrael the Deathless was played by Bridget Lydon. Eclipse Awakening Twilight Symphony was played by Brendan Zebarth. Joseph Moses Hurst was played by Nicholas Wolfslagel. Arsene Lightsbane was played by Jamie Moffa. They can be found on Twitter, at PlainEnglishSci, and on their podcast, In Plain English. I have been your host and game master, Mara Lydon. You can find me on the official Discord for Her Dark Ministrations by following the link in our episode description, or on our website, www.herdarkministrations.com. Music and sound effects for the show are courtesy of Tabletop Audio. These and many more tracks can be found at tabletopaudio.com. For deleted scenes, character sheets, and other great bonus content, find us on Patreon by searching for Her Dark Ministrations. Until next time, ministers, remember, the city must fall.